in New York, the makers of old gold cigarettes present the Comedy Theater. The only radio program which brings you every week the greatest stars in the greatest comedy. Tonight plays The Show Off, starring Fred Allen. the director of the Old Gold Comedy Theater, Mr. Harold Lloyd. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight's play, The Show-Off, really presented quite a casting problem. You see, the ideal person to portray the role of Aubrey Piper had to have these characteristics. He had to be a radio comedian at one time. He had to talk through his nose... He had to have large, baggy eyes, and uh, he had to have a wife named Portland. So, after months of searching, we came to the conclusion there was only one man that had all these attributes. And here he is, Fred Allen. Well, Harold Lloyd, I remember you. You used to be in the movies. Fred Allen, I remember you. You used to be on the radio. Gosh, my grandmother used to take me to see you in pictures, Harold. When radio first started, my mother used to put a crystal set in my cradle. Really? I'd tune you in with my safety pin. Uh... <laughs> now, wait a minute, Harold. We can't be that old. It must have been two other guys, Montgomery and Ward or somebody. <laughs> Could be. Fred, I understand that you have just completed a picture called It's in the Bag. Well, how did you know, Harold? You're advertising it under each eye. <laughs> and under each knee, if you'll take a look at my trousers. But let's forget my assortment of bulges for the moment, Harold. How about telling the audience about tonight's play? All right, Fred, here we go. Our story tonight takes us to Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn is a quiet little place at the end of a bridge. It's noted for its cemeteries a tree that grows there, and its baseball club, the Dodgers. At the other end of the bridge, there's another city. It's called, uh... Oh, yes. Thank you. New York. Uh, now, Brooklyn is also noted as the home of an assortment of rather odd characters, not the least of whom is Aubrey Piper. Aubrey has recently blown into the Fisher home as the suitor of daughter Amy, and you can tell exactly how the rest of the family feels about him if you listen to what Mother Fisher has to say. I tell you, Clara, I've never heard anybody talk so much in all my life. It's a miracle to me how Amy stands for him. They say love is blind, Ma. Well, it ain't deaf. Clara, he darn near talked the ear off Pop the other night, telling him he was a big executive of the New York Central Railroad. Posh. Listen, Ma, for your information, he's an attendant in the baggage room. A big executive, my eye. Amy thinks he's a bigger man than the president. Uh, oh, there goes your brother working on that fool invention of his again. Joe? Yes, Ma? Stop that hammering. What will the neighbors think at this hour? They'll think I'm hammering. Gosh, Ma, it's only 8 o'clock. I got a lot to do. There'll be enough noise when Amy's boyfriend gets here. Oh, him. Is that windbag coming again tonight? Shh. There's Amy now. Oh, hello, Clara. Well, what's the matter with all of you? What are you looking so glum about? You can't expect us to be as happy as you, Amy. Everybody don't go around with a millionaire. 
Well, Aubrey may not be a millionaire yet, Ma, but just give him time. Yeah, he'll need plenty of it. <laughs> you sure got on your glad rag, sis. Mr. Big must be arriving early tonight. Yeah, must have been a slow day down at the baggage room. What baggage room? What are you talking about? I'm talking about Aubrey Piper. He works in the Grand Central baggage room. Who told you that? My husband told me. He has lunch in the same drugstore with Aubrey every day. Oh, that's how much he knows. And what about that story he gave us about the draft board? Says he was turned down because of a floating kidney. Well, Aubrey has a floating kidney. He told me so himself. Well, why doesn't he buy an anchor for it? <laughs> floating kidney. That's something else Frank found out about. Frank knows a man on the draft board. Aubrey was turned down because he's colorblind. Oh, isn't that silly? Why would he lie about a thing like that? Child, that man would rather lie than tell the truth any day in the week. Oh, so long, Mom. I'm going home. Not a bad idea, Clara. When he gets here and starts talking, you'll never get out. <laughs> you said it. Mark my words, Amy. That fellow's a four-flusher. Uh-oh, here he is now. I'll get it. Oh. <laughs> Hello, folks. And Amy, how is my little lammy pie? You look sweeter than the cellophane on a lollipop. <laughs> oh. Hello, Aubrey. Here, I'll take your hat. It's a Homburg. You can smell the onions on it. <laughs> <laughs> and how is our sweet little gray-haired mother this evening? I was all right till you came in. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little corny, Ma. I'll send that joke in to Can You Top This? <laughs> Clara, leaving so soon? Yes, I've got to be getting home. Good night. Sit down, Aubrey. Oh, you must have had a hard day. Oh, yes, it has been trying, Amy. Decisions to make every minute, important cases to handle. You mean suitcases, don't you? <laughs> I had a long conference today with the board of directors. They wouldn't think of ordering even a Dixie cup without getting an okay from me. Well, Joe, my boy, how's the young Thomas Edison? Okay, Mr. Piper. And uh, how's the invention coming along? I'm still working on it. The War Department can use his silk process in the making of parachutes. You know, I perfected a substitute for silk that would have put every silkworm in the country on relief. Oh, you did? Yes, sir. My silk had twice the luster, twice the wear, at one half the cost. I tell you, Joe, my boy, if the brass hats had listened to me, this war would have been handled differently. And how did your silk invention work? Very simple. The liquid was squirted through the filaments before the threads were tied together. Before the threads were tied together? Yes, sir. You know, I toiled day and night perfecting that silk process for parachutes, and then the big boys turned it down. Why? Because they thought I was a nobody. Oh, that's your father. Open the door, Joe. Okay, Ma. Before you tie the threads together, you squirt the liquid. Oh, hello, Pop. Hello, son. Here's the evening paper, Ma. Oh, thanks. Well, well, if it isn't Father Fisher, the head of the family. A family's like a glass of beer. It's not the same without a head. <laughs> Hello, Piper. And how's the big chief tonight? Don't slap me on the back. <laughs> Can't take it, eh, Popsy? <laughs> I told you not to slap me on the back. I never saw such a pest in all my life. Pa, please. Well, tell him to keep his hands off. <laughs> I've got the old boy's goat. You're not mad, are you, Popsy? <laughs> Popsy. Well, hi-ho, a lack-a-day, folks. I've got to get along. 
Oh, Aubrey, must you leave so soon? Now, where do you think you're going? To the opera, Popsy. They're uh, playing Verdi's Rigoletto tonight. Looks as though Verdi's got another hit. The opera? Oh, I'd love to go, Aubrey. Well, some other time, baby. Business before pleasure, you know. I... I can't disappoint Mr. Hollister. Mr. Hollister? Paul Hollister, president of the roads, you know. Oh. oh, he's an opera bug. Has two seats all season in the Diamond Horseshoe. You're going to the opera with Paul Hollister? No one else but, Popsy. Oh, yeah? Well, then, tomorrow, Piper, I'm having lunch with Harold Ickes. Why, that's impossible. Ickes and I are having lunch at the Waldorf. <laughs> well, I must be off, Lammy Pie. Good night, Aubrey. Good night, Lammy. Good night, Marconi. Good night, Mother and Dad. I'll bring you back a Figaro from the opera. <laughs> Going to the opera with the president of a railroad. Who does he think he's fooling? Now, you listen, Pa. Clara told me tonight that Aubrey works in the baggage room, what? gets $150 a month and not a penny more. Mm, I'm surprised they give him that much. You tell Clara to mind her own business, Ma. She took the man she wanted, and I guess you took the one you wanted. And if I want Aubrey Piper, I'll take him. Well, remember this, Amy. If you do take him, be sure that you keep him. And that he keeps you. And don't be coming around crying for your pop to help you out. Aubrey Piper can support me. He's told me so himself. Oh, Amy, has it gone as far as that? It's gone further. If you want to know, we're engaged. What? Yes, and we're going to be married. Married? When? Next Wednesday, that's when. Holy smoke. Amy. Oh, mercy me. Married to that pie-eyed Piper. <laughs> the Fisher family certainly doesn't approve of Amy marrying Audrey. Why, Ben Grower, don't tell me that's the Fisher dog and he too disapproves. Oh, uh, well, not exactly, Mr. Lloyd. He's my dog, Pecksniff. He's such a bad little fellow, I don't dare leave him alone in the house. Why, Ben, he looks so harmless. Well, don't let his looks fool you. Uh, now, Pecksniff, now go on over in the corner while I, I talk about old gold, will you? Hey, Pecksniff, stop licking my face, will you? Flattery won't get you anywhere. And stop eating my script. Here, Pecksniff, stop chewing my cuffs. Will you cut it out? Oh, Pecksniff, my trousers. That dog makes me so mad I could... Hey, what am I carrying on like this for? I know what to do. I just say, why be irritated? Light an old gold. Yes, smokers, take it from me. When you're being pestered by a pooch or anything else, why be irritated? Light an old gold. Especially today, there's nothing like the comfort and pleasure of a fine cigarette. Ah, but you won't get that comfort and pleasure if your cigarette is hot, harsh, or dry. Therefore... To help prevent cigarette dryness, old gold superb tobaccos are conditioned with apple honey. This special conditioning process helps hold in the natural moisture, helps guard your smoking enjoyment. But that's not all. To give you a smoke of extra zest, extra flavor, a touch of rare imported Latakia tobacco is added to Old Gold's blend of many great tobaccos. Yes, extra flavor plus extra special protection against cigarette dryness. That's Old Gold. Soon as you can, try a pack. <laughs> Now, back to the old gold comedy theater presentation of The Show-Off, starring Fred Allen. All right, Mr. Lloyd. Aubrey and Amy have now embarked on the sea of matrimony. It is several weeks after their marriage, and Aubrey has brought home a little surprise for his bride. 
Well, Lammy Pie, here it is. Just a small token of my affection for you. Aubrey, an automobile. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, but I thought it was impossible to buy a car these days. Not for little old yours truly. I put a little pressure on and got a priority. One of my best friends is the smiling Irishman. How about, um... How about a brisk spin around the block? Oh, I love it. Well, step in, Lammykins. Let's go places. Oh, isn't this simply grand? Rolling along the open road in a high-powered car, a pleasure fit for a king. Hell, first now, we'll warm up the motor. Oh, Aubrey, this is the happiest day of my life. Won't it be wonderful when we go on our honeymoon? When are we going? Well, it depends, Lamikins. It's a little difficult right now, gas rationing and all. But when I get to Washington, I'll drop in and see Chester Bowles. Chet's head of the OPA. He'll get us a B car. Oh, will you teach me to drive sometime? Oh, no time like the present, Lammy Pie. Driving is really simple. This is the gas here, you see. Here's the brake. Now to shift the gears, you... Is it supposed to do that? Well, uh, it's a fluid drive. I guess I forgot to put in enough fluid. I'll try it again. Ah, now we're all set. Amy, get ready for your first driving lesson. Now, to start, you put your foot on the gas pedal and press down. Aubrey, dear, slow down. There's a red light ahead. Red light? Why, that's a green light. Why, Aubrey, you must be colorblind. Aubrey, be careful. Careful? I'm driving in the safety zone. Now watch this, Amy. I'll accelerate. Aubrey, you just missed that old lady. Now look, to make a right turn, you... Aubrey! You're heading to that drugstore. Aubrey! Oh, Aubrey, look what you've done. Right through this plate glass window. Oh, now what's going to happen? Hey, who does that guy think he is? Superman? going on here? Who was driving this car? I was, officer. What were you doing in this Jeep driving up on the sidewalk? Ain't the street good enough for you? That other car crowded me off the road. What other car? You like all Sunday drivers with your alibis? Let me see your owner's license. My license? Why, certainly. When you see the name on my... Why, that's strange. I don't seem to... Well, I took my license out at lunch at the Union League Club. I... Uh, is that I... so? What's your name? Aubrey Piper. You two stay here. I'll get the license number on the car. Aubrey, dear, aren't you always supposed to carry your license with you? Well, to tell the truth, honey, technically this car doesn't belong to me. It doesn't belong to you. Whose car is it? Well, legally, it's still the property of a friend of mine, oh. Harvey Albright, one of the boys down at the baggage, uh, down at the office. Merely a question of transferring the ownership, a bill of sale, a few... Well, Mr. Piper, I think you'd better come along with me. This is preposterous, officer. I demand to know the charges. You've got no registration card. You could be driving a stolen car. You drove through a red light. You smashed this plate glass window. And you've been drinking. Drinking? I've never touched a drop of liquor in my life. You've been drinking martinis. I can smell the olives on your breath. <laughs> Come along. I warn you, officer, this incident will be called to the mayor's attention immediately. The little flower isn't going to like this. Little flower, eh? You're talking through your buttonhole. Come along, big mouth. You can tell it to the judge. <laughs> Thank you.
Yes, sir. I tell you, the citizens of this borough are left entirely unprotected. Where was LaGuardia when I needed him most? Probably down at the opening of a new butcher shop, throwing out the first meat hook. Oh, LaGuardia, my eye. You were in a spot and it cost Father a thousand dollars to get you out of jail. Clara, please. Amy, you make me tired, too. That was practically Pop's life savings. Seems to me your husband might stop blowing off for a minute and think that over. Oh, for heaven's sake, be quiet, both of you. Joe, stop that hammering. What's that, Ma? I said stop hammering. There are headaches enough around here. Speaking of headaches, Aubrey, how come you're not working today? I took the day off. I'm house hunting. Can't stand that hovel we're living in anymore. We're thinking of moving into a home of our own. Place on Shore Road, I rather like. Duplex. Oh, well, Amy, I just don't understand you. How you can talk about moving to the swellest part of town when my husband had to pay your rent this month. That's a lie. Aubrey, how can you let her say that? Now, 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 honey. Don't get upset. Don't get excited. There is a certain amount of truth in your sister's remark. What? I was, uh, shall we say, temporarily pressed this month. Hollister away in Washington... Chase of the Chase National out of town. <laughs> oh, come off that high horse, Aubrey. You and Amy will have to come here and live. My husband isn't paying your rent next month. Oh, uh, that's the phone. Answer it, Amy. Okay, Ma. Probably your pa. He's late tonight. Hello? Yes? Yes, this is Mr. Fisher's home. Uh, no, this is his daughter. What? What's happened to him? Oh, is something wrong? Something wrong with Pa? Well, how serious is it? Oh, he's been hurt. Carrie, he's been killed. I know. No, no, I know. No, no, just a second, Ma, darling. Let Amy talk. Let's find out what it is. And Brooklyn Hospital? We'll be right over. Thank you. Oh, oh, tell me, Amy, what happened? Now, listen, Ma, there's nothing to worry about. It's not serious. Pa had a little accident over at the defense plant. Oh, they took him to the hospital. We've got to go over right away. Oh. Now, don't worry, folks. I'll get the finest surgeon in the country. If I have to fly him in from the Mayo Clinic. Oh, I don't know how I'll stand for it, Clara. If I let that windbag husband of Amy's live here, it won't be a week before he's telling folks that he's letting me live here. Well, it's too late now, Ma. I'm afraid you'll just have to bear it. It'll be some time before Aubrey lands another job. Well, there's one consolation. Your poor pa being in the hospital, he won't have to listen to that everlasting gab. But it's going to be pretty hard, all of us living here on what Joe makes. Well, guess we'll have to manage. Oh, I guess that's them now. Open the door, Clara. All right, Ma. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Here we are in Toto in the flesh. One big happy family. <laughs> Hello, Ma. Hello, Clara. Hello, Amy. Set your suitcases down. I declare I don't know where I'm going to put everybody. Any place at all, Mom. Tell the canary to move over in his cage. Just bunking here for a day or so, you know. Expect to call any day now to join Hollister down there in Washington. I bet Hollister can hardly wait. I'll fix up Pa's room for you, Amy. Uh, leave the suitcases here, dear. Aubrey will bring them in later. Yeah, suitcases are his specialty. Or is that part of his distant past? Amy, you come too. All right, Mom. Oh, answer the door, will you, Aubrey? Sure thing, Lammy Pie. Coming, coming. Well, my good man, what can I do for you? Does Mrs. Fisher live here? She certainly does. 
Whom do I have the pleasure of addressing? I'm from the Consolidated Insurance. My name is Gill. Well, well, step right in, Mr. Gill. Glad to see you. Have a chair. Why, thank you, Mr. Uh, Piper's the name. Aubrey Piper. Mrs. Fisher is inside with my wife. She'll uh, be right in. Oh, that's all right. Uh, tell me, Mr. Gill, anything coming to Mrs. Fisher because of the accident? Well, uh, yes, not much, but we hope it'll tide her over until Mr. Fisher recovers his health. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Of course, Mrs. Fisher is always welcome in my home here. But uh, she's an independent old soul, always talking about being a millstone around my neck. Wants to move into a place of her own. I tell her she's foolish. Oh, very nice of you, Mr. Piper, to feel that way. Well, people tell me I'm crazy, but that's the way I am. So you're in the uh, insurance game, Mr. Gill. Mm -hmm. Interesting field, insurance. Was in it myself for ten years. That's so. Yes, yes, yes. I, I liked it pretty well, but uh, I got out after a while. No future. Transportation's my line now. Say, you look like a go-getter. Why don't you come over and work for our outfit? We're on the lookout for smart young men. Well, gosh, I'll have to talk that over with my wife, Mr. Piper. Sounds like an attractive idea, all right. Aubrey, will you bring in the big suitcase? In just a minute, Amy, dear. There's a gentleman here to see your mother. Oh, uh, Ma, there's somebody here to see you. Coming, coming. Body can't get a minute's peace in this house. This is Mrs. Fisher, Mr. Gill, and this is my wife, Amy. This is Mr. Gill from the Consolidated Insurance Company. It's a pleasure, lady. How do you do, Mr. Gill? Oh, dear me, I don't know anything about insurance. Uh, uh, come in here. What is it, Ma? What's the matter? I... Oh, how do you do? How do you do? I'm very pleased to meet you. And now about your husband's policy, Mrs. Fisher. Here's our check for $1,000. You're sure there's no trick in it? <laughs> no, there's no trick, Mrs. Fisher. That's money we like to pay, and we don't like to pay. Yeah, I guess that's the way I feel about taking it. I know what an independent little lady you are, Mrs. Fisher. Why, your son-in-law here has been telling me that you had some foolish idea you were a millstone around his neck. Oh, what else did Mr. Piper say? Why, that's about all. He didn't like your feeling that way. Well, you've got a nice little home here with Mr. Piper. No reason for you to move out. Now, Clara, what did I tell you? Didn't I say he'd be telling folks that he was letting me live here? Now, Ma, not in front of Mr. Gill. I don't care who it's in front of. Why, Mrs. Fisher, your son-in-law didn't mean any harm. I think I know what he meant better than you do, Mr. Oh, Gill. Oh, Ma, please. Well, I, I guess I'd better leave. I seem to put my foot in it somehow. Um, good day, all. Well... Of all the low-down, contemptible tricks. Now, now, Mother, wait a minute. What do you mean telling people this is your house? He didn't mean it, Ma. Now, the whole thing was merely a misunderstanding, Mother dear. Now, look here, Aubrey Piper. We know all about you and your misunderstanding. Clara, are you trying to tell me... She's trying to tell you that you're a fool and a liar and a... a show-off. <laughs> Well, for a fellow who doesn't have a cent, who's out of a job, and who's in bed with his entire family, Aubrey certainly puts on a terrific act. You know, Mr. Lloyd, uh, that reminds me of the time when I was an actor. I'm a modest fellow, but I must confess, as an actor, I was terrific. Oh, is that so? Uh -huh. Tell me, what do you remember most about your acting career? Well, without question, it was the time I played Hamlet. Mr. Lloyd, it was wonderful. Now, just picture it. The audience is tense, excited, waiting for me to make that great speech. I walk to the edge of the stage and begin... To be or not to be, that is the question. 
And then, Mr. Lloyd, would you believe it, I forgot the next line. What happened, Ben? Well, there I was, blushing and stammering, simply furious with myself, so I, I whispered to one of my fellow actors in the wings, and I asked him what was the next line. Did he tell you? Of course he did. He said... The next line is... Why be irritated? Light an old gold! Ah, yes, smokers, whenever anything goes wrong, that's the line to remember. Why be irritated? Light an old gold. Enjoy its grand extra flavor, plus its special protection from cigarette dryness. You see, Old Gold's magnificent blend of many fine tobaccos, including a touch of extra flavorful Latakia tobacco, is specially conditioned with apple honey to help guard against cigarette dryness. So keep it in mind. Old Gold, a better, keener, tastier smoke. But if you can't get a pack right off, please remember, even though we're producing all the cigarettes we can without sacrificing one iota of gold, old gold, superb quality, the men and women in our armed forces get first consideration in this production. But we're doing our utmost to assure fair distribution of all remaining old gold cigarettes. So if you had to be content with substitute brands today, be content in the thought that tomorrow, if you ask, your dealer may possibly have old golds. <laughs> Now, here's Harold Lloyd and the show-off, starring Fred Allen. Okay, Mr. Lloyd. Well, there's trouble in the Fisher family with Pop in the hospital and Aubrey in disfavor with his in-laws. Yes, sir, adversity is staring our hero in the face and has made him a different man. Listen for yourself now, and you will hear how this change has infected the family. Aubrey, Clary is trying to tell you that you're a fool and a liar and a show-off. Mom! You keep out of this, Amy. This is for your good as well as his. Well, what do you want him to do, Mom? I want him to behave like a man and stop pretending he's something he isn't. Oh, oh now who can that be? Why, he must be crazy, whoever's at that door. Just a minute, for heaven's sake! Mom! Mom! Why, Joey, what's the matter with you? Oh, have you gone crazy pounding on the door like that? Mercy me, what's happened to your boy? My invention, my invention, they bought it. Whoopee! Oh, darling, how wonderful. Congratulations, Joseph, my lad. I knew we'd put it over. Why, I just can't believe it. Ah, here. Here it is in the paper. Brooklyn Youth makes important chemical discovery. $100,000, Mom. They... Oh, well, Ma, don't you understand? Joe sold his invention for $100,000. And we'll make a million before we're through, my boy. We... Now, you keep out of this. What have you got to do with it? Well, it's a funny thing, Mom. But, you know, uh, I I signed all the papers this afternoon in the lawyer's office, and Aubrey has something to do with it. He gave me an idea. What idea could he give you? Well, remember what he said about squirting that liquid through the filaments before you tie the threads together? Now, Joe, he was just repeating something you told him the day before. Yes, but you see, he got it backwards. Yeah, he would get it backwards. (laughs) Yes, but Ma, that's what made the whole thing work. Aubrey got it backwards and it worked that way. Well, what's the difference? A hundred thousand dollars? Why, it's a fortune. Joe, my lad, if you're wise, you let me handle that money for you. I'll double it inside of a week. I'll bet. Funny thing about lawyers, Ma. When I first talked to them, I closed the deal at $50,000. And when I went up there today, they had the contract all made out for 100000 And they're getting away with murder at that. Oh, keep still, you. You don't know anything about this at all. Well, maybe I don't. But they thought I did. Uh, who thought you did? The lawyers. I went to see them Saturday afternoon after you told me, Joe, that they were interested. Well, I'll be darned. And what did you tell them, Aubrey? Simply that I was head of the family, 
that they were taking advantage of your youth. I told them the deal was off unless they doubled the advance, gave you one half the net, and marketed the product at their own expense. Did they know who you were? Well, I merely told them I was uh, connected with the New York Central Railroad. Well, I certainly have to give you credit, Aubrey. That's the way the contract reads, all right. Oh, Lord, I'll never hear the end of this. Gee, that's wonderful, Aubrey. I'll have to give you a little commission on this deal, Aubrey. You certainly deserve it. Skip it, my boy. I want you folks to have a good time on that hundred G's. Just depend on me and every dollar will go an extra mile. Yes, sir, I'll be joining Hollister down there in Washington. And Joe, my boy, I'll be looking after your interests every day. If necessary, I'll take it to the top. Right to Truman. Oh, Aubrey, you're wonderful. You're only saying that, Amy, because it's true. <laughs> This is Fred Allen. This is Harold Lloyd saying good night to you for Old Gold. And I hope that you'll be with us again next Sunday when the Old Gold Comedy Theater presents Appointment for Love, starring Virginia Bruce. <coughs> See you then. Fred Allen has just completed for producer Jack Skirbo the hilarious comedy It's in the Bag, released by United Artists. Now until next Sunday night when the Old Gold Comedy Theater presents Appointment for Love, starring Virginia Bruce, this is Ben Grouse saying goodnight for Old Gold. This is the National Broadcasting Company.